Hey, welcome to the All 49ers Show. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Jose Sanchez. Just got back from uh, the owners' meetings, and it was interesting. You know, like, for years, the Niners have been sort of dancing around how they feel about Trey Lance. They took him but didn't play him, and they kept saying, we really like him. We really like him. He's our guy. He's our future. He's the, he is the guy for this. It's just not yet. And then, you know, the injury happened. Brock Purdy happened. Kyle Shannon, after the season, was like, we got two starters. They still wouldn't say it, how they really felt. And then at the owners' meetings, they were like, you know what? Should we say it? Let's say it. We're in love with Brock. And Trey is competing to be the third string quarterback. Um, so it's official. They're, they're like pretty much turning the page on Trey Lance. He could surprise him at this point, but they have pretty much given up on him being the franchise guy. It's Brock's team now. Which leads me to the question, I think that should be on everyone's mind. Was this the worst trade-up in NFL history? I mean, they gave up on him after four games. They traded three firsts and a third for a known project who needed playing time, didn't get it, got injured, now he's done. Four games. Well, they essentially traded two two firsts, right? Because the third was a swap. The first was a swap. They spent three th- firsts and a third. There you go. There you go. That's they a good spent, word. Yeah, let they me use the right verb. Word. Let me find the right verb. There it is. Spent. Okay. Spent. Yes. I know. I'm, too much, I'm too much of a smart aleck to always correct people on that. I was like, well, they, they, yeah. like, they only spent two. I mean, they spent three. Um, yeah, this is trending this way. A thousand percent, it's trading this way. It, it is, really right? Top. And I think we, uh, I think I even brought this up on a previous show. It's like, if it, if it trends, trends this way where it's Brock the whole season and Trey gets injured again or he's really a failure, like, who are we blaming this more of? Because again, I remember one time I was thinking about few previous busts. Like, it's, it's like, it, it's, but it's not necessarily that Trey Lance is a Bus per se, it feels like more so like the Niners are failing him. It's like when I hey, wrote the you. article the other day, it's, like, thank it's you. like it's not so much that Trey Lance is a bust, it's that the Niners are failing him because yeah. this is the James Wiseman thing, right? For yeah. people who are local Bay Area Warriors fans. Yeah. It's, it, it's feeling that way. And you know, not to not to say thank God for injuries, but you know, for Trey Lance, thank God Brock Party got hurt and he's gonna have a chance to really look the part. Because let's be real, he's not going to win it this offseason, right? It's just pretty much just yeah. the he can lose it more than he can win it. So the way the trajectory is going, if Purdy was healthy, there's no way in hell he's getting any looks, right? There's no way in hell he's getting any looks. This is going to be the Brock Purdy show. up. In, I would up think so. Yeah. I mean, that's what they said. That's what they essentially said. And the thing with James Wiseman, the parallels are uncanny. But even with Wiseman, he yeah. played 60 games for the Warriors. He started 27. Uh, and they, they didn't trade up for him. Like, the Niners made a bigger investment in Trey Lance. The investment in Trey Lance is dizzying. And when you couple that with how quickly they gave up on him, it's unprecedented is like a mild way of putting it. It's like extremely unprofessional. And what's crazy is the the storyline that came out of the owners' meetings is good for the 49ers. They don't play roster politics. They don't care where you were drafted. They could spend three first round picks on you and if you don't show something in the first four, they're benching your ass, buddy. And if like the Mr. Irrelevant is good for half a season, he's a franchise guy. And that's what a good organization does. I'm like, really? This is a positive? This is the worst trade in NFL draft history. The other one was for Ricky Williams where the Saints traded everything for him. He ended up being a Excellent running back in the NFL. Just saying. Yeah, because if you're spending through first, you want this guy to not only be your corner. Just last week, two weeks ago, we talked about, is it a whiff on McGlinchey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you spent a top 10 pick. One, just one. One top 10 pick. On, it doesn't matter what position it is, but especially the fact that he's a tackle, you want him to be that cornerstone for years to come. And he was gone as soon as your rookie co- his rookie contract was up. 
Lance, it's like not only is he probably not going to get his fifth year option picked up, it looks like he's probably going to get traded too. Is he going to get yeah. traded in the upcoming draft? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's just the way. The one thing I will say, it's like, it's it, it, again back to the Brock Purdy injury. He he has a chance because depending mm-hmm. on when Brock actually comes back, every, the ball is literally in his court. And again, it's it's a real right. Like, like if Lance starts week week one and wins, like maybe he just keeps the job the way Brock kept it last year. So exactly, right. exactly, that's, yeah. That's what are going with you know this uh i think i think ultimately the niners again the injury opens it up because i, I think that's the way kyle and even john yeah. kyle like opened it up like dude we don't know how his injury is going to be and we're not going to like burn a bridge with trey or nothing else or even crown right. him like this because god forbid something comes up now he's gone longer or he comes back and he's injured again so i think ultimately that's why i would not foresee a trey lance trade because i don't think you want just someone familiar just one quarterback behind a prime party and that's Darnold. You want three quarterbacks familiar as much, even if they are just undressed. But again, they're putting Lance in a position where it's like, hey man, have success immediately or you're out. And it's like that when they drafted him, they knew he wasn't that quarterback. Everyone like the, the book on Lance was, man, he's got high upside, but he's the biggest project that's really ever been taken in the first in the first five picks for a quarterback. So you gotta be understanding that. You got to have your eyes wide open when you draft this kid. And I thought when the Niners took him, everyone's like, oh, well, great. Like, that's an offensive genius. He understands. That's a great place. He, he can do this project. And the Niners acted like, no, he's not a project. He played under center. He did great on a, on a cognitive test. He's going to start right away. And when he wasn't ready to start right away, they were like, what did we get? It was like, man, you got what everyone told you you were going to get. And that's why when they drafted him, people were like, well, aren't there two timelines here? Like with the Warriors, like you got the win now team and a project quarterback. I guess this means the Niners feel that developing a special quarterback is the most important thing in an organization. Now, nah, they're like, we just need any quarterback on a rookie deal we can win with so we can keep the rest of our team together. It's like, when did you come to this epiphany? And wouldn't you wouldn't have been good if you had come to it before you traded for Trey Lance? Because... We could have told you he wasn't game ready. We could have told, and the whole world knew it, except for the 49ers, apparently. They came Crazy. down to it as soon as Purdy started. And I think this is going to tie into the quarterback competition topic later a little bit as a sneak peek. It's, just, it's basically like you get you get Purdy. It's like, why, why are we going to, at this point, invest in Lance? I get it. They spent all his picks, and now they look, they're going to look stupid no matter what. They're going to try to spin it and be like, but well, we found Purdy, so it kind of, it kind of, softens, our, it kind of softens our cushion for failing, right? But in that sense, it's basically like we found Purdy. He's he looked instantly better than Garoppolo. Um, he elevated our offense. He he didn't want a playoff team. He he won us two playoff games. I mean, I remember back mm. in December, I, I wrote and again back in this I'm back in the stream wrote about Purdy has a chance to be a prominent figure. How lead him to wins, wins in the playoffs, and playing great. And he did all of those. Great might be a little embellishing, but still he played well. He played really good. And sure enough, now it's like all right, this is this is the scenario that they're at. I mean, I think we even, me and you even previewed it before the playoffs yeah. were even over is like, is this now Brock's team? And it's like, after that first swing in Seattle, I was like, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be damn near hard to really to supplant Purdy and put just Lance back on there. At the very least, it's going to be a competition. Right. Their, their whole new, their, their new um, story right now is that it doesn't matter if it make, works out with Lance or not, because all they needed is a quarterback on a rookie deal that they can win with. Right. That's, that's their new story. Um, if that's the case, then trading up for Trey Lance was insane because that's not that guy. You needed someone that could play right away. That's the whole thing. It's like they figured it out now, but Lance couldn't play right away. 
He was on a different timeline. He was a project. He was a long-term, trust-the-process kind of a guy. Like, now the Niners are just looking for guys with low upsides who can play right away. So, you, I mean, and, and, and Jed's standing there with a straight face being like, yeah, you know, it's a really important position. I don't regret the trade. You got to make big investments. Like, this was never going to work out for Trey Lance. You were the worst place possible for him to get traded to. And the longer you hold on to him, the more of a disservice you do to him. They should trade him. But they won't because they never traded Jimmy. That's my prediction. I think go, going back to the Wiseman uh, comp, it's like, like you said, the Warriors, at least they give him like 27 starts, which what would that be the equivalent of in an NFL season? Like four or five games, something like that, six games, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So with again, it's like if Atlanta's gotten like six to 10 games in where he's just playing just decent, just decent. Then I think at this point, it's like, all right, we have a tough decision in our hands. But I thought it was funny. Kyle pointed that out. He's like, you know, you know if Lance had those same amount of games and, and I'm pretty sure again, I also mentioned this before in previous stream, dude, I remember dude, everything that that's been getting hashed out this week at college said, I feel like we've kind of already been like on and kind of like been poking, like we're, but thinking. I feel like you can't hash it out. I feel like he's gaslighting us to an extent. Like he'll say stuff like he, in one breath, he'll say, man, my feelings on Trey haven't changed. You know, uh, he got hurt. He was going to have a great year. And then in the next sentence, he's saying, yeah, uh, Trey and Sam Darnold are competing. What? How have your feelings on Trey not changed? But now he has to compete to be Brock's backup. Those don't add up. And again, like I feel like Kyle doesn't care. Like he'll just say stuff and he'll be like, "Well, I'm not on trial. Like I'll just say whatever and get through the day." And I'll try, I'll change my story next week. Two months ago, he said he had two starting quarterbacks. Right? Yeah. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. But I just feel like they were so proud to be there at the owners' meetings and say Brock's our guy. We're, we're giving Trey tough love. And when I'm, I'm sitting there thinking. Man, you're telling the whole world you engineered the worst NFL draft trade-up ever. And you're proud of it. You're freaking proud of it. And people here are, are like, look at the Niners, brave and courageous. Like, whoa. No, they just showed everyone what not to do with a young quarterback like that. So, Zach says, was Kyle rude to you? Does he hate you more than others? Uh-huh. Nah. I, I put the whole 25-minute video up. Kyle was cool. The only time Kyle gets pissed at me is, like, after a game. When he loses, and I'm like, "Hey, Kyle, why'd you lose?" And he, and like, he doesn't like to be really talked to, like questioned on football stuff because he thinks he knows more than everyone, and he does. But when he loses, he needs to answer. Yeah, bad decisions, or if a player gets hurt, and he's like, uh, <laughs> you know, "Hey, why'd your fourth quarterback get hurt?" Ooh, he hates that question. But and it's like, it's Kyle, my- wouldn't you at least say like, "I, I wish I had that playback." You couldn't just say that. I wish I had that playback in the championship game that got pretty hurt. It, it was so funny. So Kyle is is smart but he's mostly smart on football stuff. And sometimes he doesn't understand that things he says on one answer about uh, answers. He gives to one question kind of contradict things he says about others. So at the, yesterday at the owner's meeting, someone asked him like, um, you know, what advice would you give to your underlings who have becoming head coaches? Like, cause you've done this. And he's like, yeah, you know, when I was a coordinator, I used to do a lot more. I used to call a lot more risky plays and just trial and error. Now that I'm a head coach, I realize risk reward. You can't call some things that you think would be explosive because you lose the game. And it's like, Dude, dude, you're talking about the Brock Purdy play right now. The Brock Purdy play. Like, we all asked you, hey, man, you, the tight end on the Hassan Reddick, the seven-step drive, the play action. Like, And he was so defensive, so defensive. And said, just one guy at owner's meetings, not invoking that play, just says, what advice would you give to Mike McDaniel and D'Amico Ryans? And he just starts talking like, yeah, man, you, you got to measure risk and reward with your play calls. It's like, dude, this is crazy that you're saying this, right? And he doesn't get it. He doesn't get that he's actually incriminating himself about the Hassan Reddick play. That's crazy to me. But that's, that's why I love Kyle. Because he was talking about that play. 
That's the thing about Kyle. I think that deep down he understands when he's wrong. He just can't admit it. Publicly. Oh yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. I, I think, think he knows old. it. It's an old yeah. leadership thing. I used I, I, yeah. I learned about like like something about generals is like it's something about like owning up to your mistakes, but not but, but not um but not admitting it, like not acknowledging yeah. it publicly. It's like internally, right. it's like oh dang, I messed up, but not like being like yeah. oh yeah, I messed up, guys. It's like no, in your head, I messed up, and you try to like cover it up or move it along, like you're converting it. Like it's all right, it's all good to hiccup, but we're we're going forward. Right, because I think Kyle thinks if he goes out to the press conference and treats it like a confessional, that it's weak. I messed up. I did this. Like, no, man, own it and and fix it. Don't do it next time. But you don't have to go out there and like, you know, confess your sins to Grant Cohn in front of on national television. Is that kind of what he's thinking? I think that's what he's thinking. Although he should confess your sins to me, Kyle. Right now, you come in and like like a like in the in the black with a little white like a little priest garb. Is maybe that's why? He's <laughs> not yet. Uh, all right. So terrible trade for Trey Lance. They acknowledged it. I mean, they've pretty much moved on and Brock's their guy. So they spent three firsts and a third. Let's go back and look at what they could have taken with those picks. They were at 12 in 2021. They moved up to three. No, there's three players. So uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys took Micah Parsons at 12. The Chargers took Rayshon Slater at 13. Uh, Jets took Elijah Verrett Tucker at 14. He's really good too. And the New England Patriots took Mac Jones at 15. So the Niners could have had the two best edge rushers in the league. They could have had the two best offensive tackles in the league or the best bookends. Or they could have had, you know, mini, mini Jimmy Garoppolo for the cheap. And that's just the first starters. Let's go to 2022. They would have had the 29th pick in that draft. They could have taken Cole Strange, who's a starting guard for the Patriots. They could have taken Christian Watson, Brees Hall, Jalen Petrie, and then they would have had the 29th pick in this draft as well. Not to mention that whatever that that late third round comp was, they could have taken uh, Michael Carter. They could have had Amon Ross St. Brown with that third round comp pick. Good. Stud. So I'm saying Jed's over there being like, you know what? It was a worthwhile trade. It's an important position. Uh-huh. You knew he was a project. You never let him play. If they hadn't done that trade, if they knew in 2021 that all they needed was Brock Purdy, a quarterback on a rookie deal who they could win with and they could actually spend these picks on other positions, if they had had Rayshon Slater and Cole Strange or Micah Parsons and Cole or whatever, would they have won the Super Bowl one of the last two years when they went to the NFC Championship game and came so close but lost? I think they would have changed. I mean, they would have drafted Mac Jones off top then because they were already adamant they were 2021, right? That they were going to be a go for a quarterback. So I think mm. it would have been Mac Jones if they just stayed put. So basically it's like, would they have one of Mac Jones? Eh. He would have got, he would have got hurt too. He probably would have got hurt or he got hurt too. There'd have been something weird with him. I mean, this year, especially the way he got all a little pouty and snapped back. But I wonder if it's because he had Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator, which I don't blame him. I have a hot take. I don't think Mac Jones and Kyle Shanahan would have worked at all. No, just given at the way all. especially this past season. Yeah. Kyle's Kyle, like, whole thing is, Kyle's whole thing is he's super critical, no filter. He gives it to you straight, and he does it for the quarterbacks, everyone the same. Mac Jones can't take that. They would not work. They would not have worked. I don't probably think they would have taken Mac Jones. So the Patriots. Yep. Yeah, like, like, Brock Purdy can take it. Trey Lance can take it. Mac Jones can't. So I'm thinking, dude, they could have had Rayshon Slater, and they actually could have had an offensive line that could have kept Jimmy, they could have kept Jimmy Garoppolo up, upright, or Brock Purdy. Rayshon Slater at right tackle with Trent Williams on the, on the left? Man, that's, that's a Super Bowl offensive line to me. That's or they'd have picks the trade for uh, Lamar Jackson now. 
all of a yeah. sudden we have ammo for this. Because I keep seeing like, why is everyone point. talking about Lamar? It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Why? Because they don't have the picks, number one. And then second, the cap space. But one of them is maneuverable. The other one is not. <laughs> like, you literally cannot get your picks back. Yeah. That would have been one thing they could have done. It's like with him or someone else on the market, there's options there where you have the ammo. And when you go over there just shooting them recklessly like that and not being staying true to what you've been investing, then, okay, now it's a sunk cost. You're kind of screwed here. What do we do now? So, again, this is why the last point, the Niners are lucky. Lucky that they found Brock Purdy and that he was good because if it was the initial I thought it was going to be when he came on, looking like a typical third stringer, it would have been hell. Then all of a sudden we'd be hearing, yeah, I can't wait for Trey to get back there. It literally was the difference. That was the difference. I think there's a disconnect in the Niners organization. I feel like Kyle Shanahan keeps selling Jed York on like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you a franchise quarterback, baby. I'm going to get you a franchise quarterback, baby. Just wait. Just wait. Be patient. It's year seven. And I think Jed want every owner would want a franchise quarterback. They're marketable. Bobbleheads, jerseys. I mean, they're the most marketable fr- uh, person in the franchise. And the Niners haven't had that guy. It's like a gap in wages. They could be making so much more money if they had that guy. And I think... Kyle says stuff like, we just need a quarterback on a rookie deal we can win with. Jed says stuff like, to win a Super Bowl, you need a very good quarterback or one who's great. And I think, and he says like, yeah, like we would really love to give one of these quarterbacks a massive extension one day. I don't know that Kyle Shanahan would really love to give one of these quarterbacks a massive extension one day. I think he would like to just have a young guy who's cheap, who says, sir, yes, sir, uh, that they can win with. And I think... Jed's going to have to figure that out about Kyle. Kyle's gaslighting him and saying, yeah, man, I got your franchise quarterback. He's coming down the pike. No, man, the star is always going to be Kyle. He's always going to find fault with whatever, which, with whichever quarterback you give him. And he only wants someone he can win with so that everyone else can be the star, including him. That's my prediction. A little bit of that's a little bit of juicy hot one <laughs> right there. Not with the, not with the little, little, little juicy hot Nashville take right there. That's how um, I do. <laughs> is it? But That's how no, I do. I think, <laughs> well, dude, I mean, you, you see the way they, I think, you know, and circling back to your first comment on the first question about what changed, like what changed, like you guys didn't, I, I think they were just in over their head because there wasn't like, like, like I've said before, like Kyle, like in terms of just like, I don't have the time to allocate or the patience to do this and such like that, which is typical for my coaches. They want almost finished products. I mean, seeing seeing Kyle Shanahan go, you know, be done with the young guy pretty relatively early, or just kind of like give up, is not unbecoming of him. It's definitely a thing that's that's known to him. He does that so many times with other players uh, who are second round picks, third round picks. It, it, it's in his code. He, he does that. I, I I also feel like a lot of Kyle's losing a lot of supporters because a lot of his supporters are like, look, man. He never had his quarterback. He never had his quarterback. Jimmy wasn't his quarterback. John forced it on him. Wait till he gets to pick his quarterback. Okay, he did. And then it was Trey. And it was like, okay, he didn't play Trey year one. You can't judge it. You can't judge it. You got to wait. And then Trey got hurt. It's like, oh, dude, you can't. He got hurt. He was in a monsoon. You can't judge it. And now they acknowledge that he's dropped on the depth chart. and He's competing with Sam Darnold. It's like all these Shanahan supporters we're saying he's got a plan. He's got a plan. He likes Trey Lance. It's going to work out. And I was like, man, he played me. He played me. He has no plan at quarterback. The plan is rush Brock Purdy back and hope that he's the truth. That's the Niners plan at quarterback, which to me sounds a lot like the Washington Commanders plan at quarterback with RG3 10 years ago, 
Oh man, this is guy. This guy, we got, we gotta have him. Oh, Robert, you gotta play. Oh, he's hurt again. Oh, we ruined his career. Oh well, we got Kirk Cousins. Speaking of Kirk Cousins, speaking of Kirk Cousins, the Niners reportedly inquired about Kirk Cousins at the combine. This was before Brock Purdy had his surgery, and it was there was a couple weeks there when people were thinking maybe he might have to get the full reconstruction. It might be worse. I mean, they he got delayed. He went to get the surgery. There was too much uh inflammation he had to come back later niners might have been sweating it apparently we're sweating it according to reports and went up to the vikings and were like what about kirk cousins <laughs> uh so they didn't end up doing it because they're back being very um optimistic about brock purdy but this means that if things had gone south with brock purdy instead of saying well we have two starting quarterbacks good thing we got trey lance we believe in him they might have traded trey lance back to his home state for freaking kirk cousins if they had done that I will. I can't imagine. I can actually imagine how Niner fans would have reacted, and I think whatever support Kyle Shanahan had among the fan base would have been cut in half. What do you think of this news, Kurt? Uh, Captain, I think yeah. With Purdy's injury, I mean, it would have helped them. It would have been as much as I like to slander Kirk Cousins. He's not. He he he's better now than what I used to say about him two, three, four years ago. Um, not saying that he's the one I would invest your future in. But for like one season, he's better than Jimmy. Of course, he's better than Jimmy. Yeah. And I think, look, it's the, at the Niners at this point just don't want to. They'd rather have someone who they know. Um, look, the only reason why they're sticking with Purdy is because they were forced. Purdy would have never gotten a chance if not for Jimmy getting hurt and Trey getting hurt. And if it wasn't for being, all right, we're stuck with Purdy, so here we go. And after they were, it was forced down Kyle's throat to actually to see what a young quarterback can do. It's like, whoa. Okay, we, we we see what we can do now. So why are we going to pivot towards someone like Trey Lance, who we still don't know what the hell we have? How is he going to fare from injury? I'd rather go the Kirk Cousins route than do that. I'd rather stick with the Purdy, where I know what he can do and continue to build upon that and build around him to be better. Same thing, Kirk Cousins. I'd rather do that. This is this is the common theme I'm seeing from Kyle Shannon and the 49ers is we don't want to invest on digging to see. What's the mystery in Lance? What can we get out of him? No, they, they just want something that they know that's there and something that they can build upon. That, that's that's what's clear to me now what the 49ers are doing with Kirk Cousins and Curry, with Purdy being the guy in the future, uh, being the starter now. It, that's that's just what the way they're going. My hot take and prediction is that Kirk Cousins will play for the 49ers before his career is over. Uh, Kyle Shanahan will make this happen. Uh, if it didn't happen, I mean, it seems like it's been on the verge of happening for like seven years. It almost happened this year, and it was just like, you know, a diagnosis in Brock Purdy's elbow away from happening. So if Brock Purdy comes back this year, it isn't quite the same, or he gets hurt again, and the Niners go through three quarterbacks and realize, you know what, Sam Darnold, Trey Lance, and Brock Purdy aren't the guy. We got to keep searching. The first guy on Kyle's Rolodex, no one uses Rolodex anymore. The first guy in Kyle Shanahan's cell phone that he's going to call is Kirk. And it seems like the Vikings are open to it. Like they're like, we're not going anywhere with Kirk Cousins over here. We would definitely like to get in on this rookie quarterback stuff, but I don't know. I just think this is going to happen at some point. Probably not this year. The Niners are still, you know, they're in Brock Purdy mode. But they they switch up so quick at quarterback. They they could be trading for for Kirk Cousins midseason. He could be their Christian McCaffrey next year. Seriously, I think he was last year of his deal. I don't. Or the, yeah. I know something about an extension. I don't know who turned down who. I wasn't really listening when I read or, or heard, listened to when I saw the report, but yeah, I think this could be his last hurrah with them. 
So let me look it up real quick because Niners, if he becomes a free agent, if he becomes a free agent, twenty mm, four. Uh, no, they got it. <laughs> oh. No, it is a void year. You're right. It's yeah, a void year, twenty twenty four. So this is our last year. If he becomes a free agent next year, the Niners could give him like a four year deal, like Javon, the Javon Hargrave. You know, uh, make the first two years really low with the cap hit. Dude, I'm telling you, man, Kyle Shanahan is a menace, and he must be stopped. <laughs> He's, he's a menace stopped. to society, and he's got to be stopped. Uh, JCK5 on us says Kyle listens to Nickelback. Okay, so I just got back from Phoenix, took a bunch of Lyfts and Ubers, and one lady who was like 25 who picked me up had her Spotify playlist going and unironically had Nickelback on the playlist. Couldn't make it as a poor man stealing. Like, honestly, and she was like bopping around to it. I was like, man, this is not California. I was crazy. This is how you remind me. That's a great song, though. So good. That song is Shreddy, cool. <laughs> Shreddy Murphy says, truthfully, I would have taken whichever quarterback at 12. Maybe a different coach could have gotten a better ROI for Trey. But if they're on the BP, then yes, bad trade. It seems to me if the Niners, all they need is a quarterback and a rookie deal they can win with, then you can find those guys in round five. Like All you need is the Brock Purdy's of the world, guys with no upside, but lots of experience and, and uh you know, accuracy. You, those guys exist. Jake Hayner is that guy. On on that topic, it's like maybe the Kyle Shannon was so arrogant. Shocker, Kyle arrogant was that. I don't care if he's only played 16 games. I bet the next 5-1, he's going to make that jump. Because why? He's going to be with NFL coaches that can get more out mm -hmm. of him. He's going to be with me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to build a system that's going to make him more. And he's going to be playing playmakers. And you know mm -hmm. what? That's what we all said, too. We all thought that. Mm -hmm. And again, he hasn't really had a chance to show. There's been three, four games, which some to like, some to love, but it's it's hard to formulate an opinion. That's why I always say he's a mystery, and that's why I think the Niners is like, well, am I going with the mystery or go with someone I know and something I can keep growing? Yesterday, someone asked Kyle Shanahan, "Why is it so hard to scout quarterbacks?" And he was like, "Well, you know, in in college, like they can really spread it out and go fast and get the ball out quick, but in the NFL, you're gonna have to throw from the pocket eventually, and that takes reps." I'm like, dude. Dude, you drafted Trey Lance. He had the fewest reps of any quarterback ever. And now you're telling people it takes reps? Like, dude, what happened, man? That was, that was an amazing trade-up. And people are patting him on the back for learning on the job. He's so, he's so brave. I think your scouting on Kyle Shanahan scouting uh, a year ago has been so so on the money about like it's like it's like tdp that's like he just put on his last year's last year's uh tape and didn't even watch anything and not even watch last year's tape. he probably watched like three games that one game that one game where he ran for 300 yards jordan Pena says out of all the teams that brock played which team you think was the most elite uh the team that knocked him out and then the team before that that held the 19 points those two other the other teams he played weren't really great on defense Did he technically play the eagles though did he technically get to I mean, play? Them? He stepped on the field. He got knocked out. I don't know. It's like if 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 a, if a UFC guy gets knocked out in the first seven seconds of a fight, did he technically fight? I mean, yeah, he got knocked out. Yeah, all right, he was there. fine, fine, fine. Because you said it that way, you know, you know. Yeah, right I mean, keep your, keep your guard up, baby. Keep your hands up. Merkin says, "Wouldn't it be crazy if the schedule comes out in the first couple of games of the hardest stretch of the season?" I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I think the Niners I hope it request. Is. I think that you often request, like, "Can we please start on the road?" Because we don't want those hot games at home. So. They could open up in Philly and have the second game in Pittsburgh because they often they also ask if we have games on the East Coast, can we get them back to back? The Niners have five games on the East Coast this year, five. So they might have a couple of trips, and the first one could be early. So look for that. Are you counting Minnesota as an East Coast trip? I know that's one of them. Is it? Are they playing in Minnesota? I'm counting Cleveland. Cleveland is, is East Coast. Uh, is Eastern. It's Eastern time. Pittsburgh. 
um, Philly, Jacksonville, and I think there's one more. Washington. Those are the five. Washington. Wait, so you are counting Minnesota. Or you're not counting Minnesota. Wait, how many teams Pittsburgh, Philly, Washington, Jacksonville, Cleveland. Ah. Cleveland's yeah. Eastern time zone. Merkin Avalo says, wouldn't it be crazy if the schedule... Oh, got you. Man, I always do that. I have a bad short-term memory, I think. Vincent Campos says, come on, Grant. We're all sober. Talk more about Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a throwback one. <laughs> uh, Tony says, problem is Trey's injury prone. Kyle said he'd have to... Uh, he'd have benched Jimmy after the 2021 Colts game knee, then Trey started 2022 before ankle injury. Another thing I want to learn this year, are the quarterbacks who play for the Niners injury prone or is Kyle Shanahan making them injury prone? Let's see what happens to Jimmy Garoppolo on the Raiders. That's going to be very interesting. Super interesting. Purdy again, Lance again, all these guys again. Yeah. I would really um, love someone who hasn't been. <clears throat> if the only thing about Darnold is like if, if Darnold eventually plays or if that third string quarterback plays is who would have been a healthy person in the past that maybe see if that's the one that starts breaking the streak. Ryan Hensley says double goat. He throws up the double goat. That was nice. Thank you. Tyler Cressley says, uh, so Jose and Grant, can we agree right now at this moment at time, Kyle just wants average over slightly above average quarterback play. Yeah, man. I think what he's saying is the quarterback position in his system is replaceable. He just wants a guy who they can win with who's cost effective so that the rest of the team can be loaded. That's their, that's their structure. I can't, I can't adhere to that. All I know is that I'm very confident in saying Kyle does not have patience to develop. And he was weighing over his head on Trey Lance because, like you've mentioned, prior Purdy had all the reps. Yeah. That's why he was able to step in there and really transition well. And now it's like, now he has something to work with. I just don't think he wants to put in that time to mold and play the long game. He never did, and he was in over his head in that. He, I think his ideal quarterback is Drew Brees. Drew Brees is a Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the 15 greatest quarterbacks of all time. What made Drew Brees special was that he um, probably made the quickest decisions in the pocket of any quarterback of his era he got the ball out as fast as Brady or faster, and he completed like 75% of his throws. He wasn't throwing the ball deep very much. That's what Kyle wants. He wants a guy who makes the quick, right decision and gets the ball out accurately. So that that's what he wants, and that's what he thinks Brock Purdy is today. I don't Probably know what like he thought Trey – yeah, I, I don't know what he thought Trey Lance was going to Purdy gives him the arm at least and some mobility. Yeah. Uh, official BNA Music 88 says, with the way things are going, the Niners are setting themselves up to look like Atlanta when they traded Favre to Green Bay in 91. Yeah, that's the thing. The, the Trey Lance trade, we're saying it's the worst trade in, in NFL draft history, or it, the worst trade up. Man, it could get worse for the 49ers. It could get worse. They trade him somewhere else for nothing, and he ends up being good. Like, this isn't even over for them. And they're smiling like they're over there doing the right thing. Like, all right, well, hopefully, Brock Purdy's what they think he is. If he is, then it doesn't matter. Uh, how much of a project is Trey? Asked Chris Telerico. He didn't look that bad to me. It also doesn't matter who they used the first on because Kyle wouldn't have played them. That's a really good point, man. <laughs> That's a really good point. Like, we don't really, you can't say anything about Trey. Dude, four games. Yeah. He had a 97 quarterback rating as a rookie. It's not like he went out there and was, you know, Tebow. He was Eight of 20. Eight of 24. Nah, he, he won a must-win game as a rookie. Like, I think he showed more than enough flashes to feel like this is a promising rookie. But again, I've never heard of a top of a of a first-round quarterback getting jettisoned from his job or his organization after four starts. Like Blaine Gabbert got 25. Uh Jamarcus Russell got 20 plus. Ryan Leaf got 20 plus. You you made way too big of an investment to act like you saw something in practice that turned you off. Like sh get out of here with that. Official B&A Music 88 says Darnold won't get hurt. He'll catch oh, the no. slap. <laughs> Dude. 
<laughs> okay. Trey Lance, Sam Darnold competing to be Brock Purdy's backup. What an honor that is. What do you make of this competition? Uh, honestly, I know it's like to be made a big deal, but it's like it's it kind of was ex- kind of kind of expected something of the sort because it's it's like I mean, <laughs> first of all, they were always going to sign a quarterback, which I don't know why everyone right. got up in arms about a guy signing a quarterback. It's like wow, geez, they signed a quarterback for two quarterbacks right now who are currently on the mend. No duh. Um, but in terms of competition, I mean, you, at least verbally, you have to make it out there. Probably in his head, he still thinks it's Trey. But verbally, that's put it out there. Competition, competition, and also, it. also to get to get Darnold to sign here. Darnold would ask, "Would I get any first team reps in the off season? No, sign that's here. Why you also put the contract there. I, I think first yeah. of all, I think, I think the incentives in his contract isn't so much that he's going to beat out Trey or Brock or whoever. It's so much that like we don't know if these guys can stay healthy. We have we have zero very, we have very little faith in Trey, and who knows about Brock? So yes, we need someone who's been there, familiar. McCaffrey and Wilkes probably convinced them too. Yada yada yada. So that's that's the point. Um, but yeah, I think at this point you need to put you need to dangle something out out there and trade because what was the difference between his first offseason versus second? Right, is that it was a competition and all of a sudden every his first five to eight to nine training camp practices that he had his rookie year were so much better than any stretch he had last year. Like yeah, I, even when I came after the first ten practices, I'm like Trey's pretty damn solid. He had flashes, whereas the last year I went, it was like. Well, he was playing against the backup defense his first year and throwing a Trent Sherfield. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's fair. But he also was playing with backup supporting. It's true. That's why I was encouraged. But all of a sudden, when he was going up against Fred Warner and and Talano, is a whole different story. Yeah, yeah, it's a different story. And and D'Amico probably actually calling like a real defense against him and everything. Like trying. I mean, no one was open. Like you had Traverius Ward and Emmanuel Mosley like clamping up. Like the only one who would get open sometimes was Ayuk, and no one else was open. Debo wasn't out there. Kittle wasn't out there. It was like it was rough. It was a rough. really rough way to bring yeah. him up. That's another point that goes yeah. to the feeling of bringing him up, right? Um, but yeah, I think at this point, it, it, by putting in competition, it, it increases the quality of reps. Which why is that Cleveland and quality of reps? Doesn't he need more reps, right? Well, yeah, but it's like even though they're taking away like ten reps of his first teams, at least the other ones he's gonna get. It's a high pressured way to ideally, and they're the heads. I would think is to expedite his ascension is development where it's like we need you to be more crisp on these you can't take these for granted it's almost like it don't take these for granted this is precious moment we're gonna put darlin here not not only so he can get up to speed but also to light a fire on your behind and hopefully you get it right because again really quality reps is all that matters for me with with trey that's why at this point the offseason is zilch to me he needs this is all a standard the off the off the actual games that's coming up that's just going to be the real reps that's going to define him until then he just can't lose it the way I look at this, though, is this is another, it's a tough situation for Trey. Like, again, with Trey, if you're judging him in practice against quarterbacks with more experience than him, he's not going to look as good. Like, you're going to have the spreadsheet and people like him saying Sam Darnold completed 7% more of his throws today. Like, yeah, man, it's basketball on grass. It's practice. There's no pass rush. Sam has played a lot more football than Trey. This is a, a competition that Trey could lose. But that doesn't mean that Sam Darnold be better in games over a long stretch than Trey. Like, the whole thing with Purdy was he he showed what he could do in games. The Niners saw him in practice and were intrigued. And they kept him over Nate Sudfeld, who's awful. But it, it, it wasn't until he played his long stretch of games, they were like, oh, okay, this guy's a freaking gamer. They don't know what the hell Trey Lance is. We know what Sam Darnold, we've seen him play 50 games in the NFL. He is a head case. He sees ghosts on the field. So instead of trying to rehabilitate that head case, man, just stick with Trey, who you actually invested in. But no, so now what the Niners have is 
their starting quarterback's going to get no reps this offseason. He'll have no preparation. And then the two backup backups will have split reps. So no one is actually going to be prepared to start this year. None of the quarterbacks will be fully prepared to start. And so that means the Niners are probably going to get the number one seed and start fast. I'm thinking. I think also the reason why they bring a quarterback competition is because I think <clears throat> – I think the Niners want a side-by-side comparison, like having a side-by-side comparison where it's like, you know, you're going for a car, you're going for shoes, whatever, like whether you put them on a good try test run, whatever that matters. And I think the Niners realized that last year when it's like, okay, we're 10 games in, we're seven and three with Jimmy. The offense is whatever with him. Then all of a sudden Jimmy gets knocked out and then Purdy plays for, you know, the six to seven games he gets. And it's like, we have a (laughs) side-by-side one guy gave us an extra six points per game and went unbeaten. And it's like, oh, my God, this is what it looks like. So I think that's what made Purdy emphasized higher than what he is, hence why he's penciled as number one. The same thing why Garoppolo in 2017 was already given that that, that anchor and that extension is because the side-by-side. We had Bether, We had Mul- we had all these guys. All of a sudden, we got Jimmy. This is what it looks like, the side-by-side. We're comparing Jimmy to our true backups. So I think when we all get that little side-by-side, I think what that's what Kyle wants with Trey versus Sam Darnold is, where's Trey at in terms of coming back from his injury? Is there any rust? Is there anything he's possibly better at? Let's see what he looks like compared to Sam Darnold. I think that's what he wants to see. Like, let, let's see how it really – because last year he didn't really have a comparison. What was he, to Nate Sudfeld? <laughs> I'm pretty right. sure he looked better on almost every rep. So at least with Darnold, it's like, okay, we have no someone who started before. Like you said, he should look better on, on – he should look better in practice. Right. It's like, okay, we know he's not that great, but Trey, let, we need you to beat him. You should be able to beat him. He should be able to beat him. I understand it's, it's more advantageous for Sam to look better in practice, but – I, I'm not going to bet against Trey. I think Trey, Trey will cook this guy. So I think by that side by side, it's like he's, it's almost like Sam's the floor. And it's like anything better, Trey, we're good. And then from there on, get us to the game. So then show us what you can do if you've gotten better. Yeah, but I'm just afraid that Kyle's going to watch these guys in practice and think that Darnold's better because of practice and then get yeah. and start Darnold week one and then have to have the, 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 the grim realization that, oh, Sam Darnold still sucks. Oh, it's a real game. Oh, he's still seeing ghosts in the pocket. Oh, he's still a head case. Like, yeah, you probably should have just rolled with Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what that's what I think is going to happen. And it's like, why do you th- why do you think you can judge these guys in, in practice? Like your track record, Kyle, is awful. It's so bad. Why don't you just let it play out? But I just like, like for example, I think the Niners don't want to trade Trey Lance because they're afraid they they think he might turn out great. They don't know how, or or they they can't get him there. But they look at Jalen Hurts and they're like, well, damn, if Jalen Hurts did it, Trey could do it. So maybe he's got to hold on and, and see if he can be better than Darnold. But there's a difference in how the Eagles handled him with how the Niners handled Lance. Like when the Eagles decided it was Hertz's turn, they got rid of Wentz and they brought in a backup who was not competing with freaking Hertz. It was Minshew. It's not like they were like, okay, Hertz is our guy, but we're going to keep Wentz and Hertz and Minshew are, ba- are competing to be Wentz's backup. Like, no, that's stupid. They didn't do it because it's stupid. And drink, because I mentioned the Eagles. They tend to do things a little bit better than the Niners right now. So yeah. I'm just saying, like, they set him up. They set the whole process up for failure. And this is, this, like, the, the latest episode of it. See, episode 10, the, the the misdevelopment of Trey Lance. He's competing with Sam Darnold, who's probably going to beat him out. Yeah, that's that, that's fair, trusting if. Kyle's actually going to evaluate it accurately or even fairly or justly or whatever. But I, I, yeah, I think, I think that's the way we're both looking at it differently. It's like, you don't, I, I don't blame you for distrusting Kyle. I, I, I can't say anything about trustworthy, but I'm, I'm hoping and putting faith in that. I think Lance will look better 
than Darnold. Even it's just going to happen. Darnold's going to get his reps with the first team. He's just going to throw to Kittle every time. Kittle, Kittle, Kittle. Kittle's going to come out after practice and be like, man, Sam Darnold's great. He's so good. He really like him. He fits in. And we're going to take him to Cabo. That's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to win over the Cabo click in ways that Trey Lance never, ever can. He's a little bit older. Uh, Sam, he's a little bit closer in age to them. They're going to love him. You're going to start hearing George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk rave about Sam Darnold. Mid, mid, mid preseason. I'm calling it right now. March 29th. Juszczyk and, and Kittle going to love Sam Darnold. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I can't disagree because I definitely, definitely could see that. You happen. know who's going to keep it real, though? Brandon Ayuk. He'll keep it real. Oh, B.E.N.O. Harris says, would it be crazy if Lance ends up winning the Niners a Super Bowl comeback player of the year? Life's it. Uh... Life's and ask for a trade. That'd be hilarious. No, I, I don't think he's. I, I, I wonder how. Do you think he's mad at the Niners or do you think he's thinking, oh, um, Brock's hurt? They can say what they want. Brock's hurt. My competition is Sam Darnold. I'm going to prove myself right now. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's mad. I think. I think I think it's he's the same man. I don't I can see him getting mad. I think he's too much of a I love competition guy and he's going to own it. He's like, oh, I got this. I think that's his mentality. That's beautiful. He's he's responded perfectly to everything that the Niners have been treated yeah, Sam Darnold? to bring him up. Yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy to do this. Tyler Caressley says another question I have uh Jose and Grant, what happens if the same thing that happened last year when we lost all our quarterbacks happens again this season? What's the offseason next year? That point that's point is going to be Kyle, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? Fire Kyle. At a, <laughs> what are you at a certain point, like Kyle and John, they can talk about what a great team they've built. But if you can't figure out the quarterback position, you haven't built a contender. You haven't. The quarterback position is everything. So if they're in year eight and they still have no plan at quarterback and they're flailing, at a certain point, you got to look at them as fool's gold. Fool's gold. Kind of like those teams in the NBA that like are first seeds but just never win the championship because uh, in the playoffs they're not built for it. You know what I mean? Not every year, but what's gonna happen um, is the, those two players, Purdy and uh, Lance, and if Darnold gets injured too, is gonna be like, oh, they're injury prone. It's not us. They're injury prone. Yeah. It's not us. Well, again, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo goes and plays 17 games for the Raiders, the Niners look bad, real bad. Scott Hill says, "Hey, Grant, Brian Greasy will get the Brian Greasy will get the best out of both quarterbacks. Trey will shine." I, I'm curious, um, what what does Brian Greasy do? Like, he did great with with uh, Brock Purdy, but Brock Purdy like was developed like i feel like brian greasy's more you know the mentality of being a, a professional yes. quarterback let me help you with the, the pressures and the stresses of it which is great but is he like doing mechanics and stuff i don't i, I never saw that no i don't know okay next topic I what kyle said that's why he brought him in do you think the niners are jumping the gun with brock purdy like they did with jimmy garoppolo in 2017 real quick uh they're, Kyle's trying to act like, you know, we're being open-minded here. Brock's been great, but it's early. John Lynch was like, we think this guy's special. We think he's a guy. And and Matt Mayoko was like, yo, man, I mean, a lot of quarterbacks have looked good for eight games and the league catches up to him. Like, why do you think Brock's different? And Lynch is like, because it's the way he played in those eight games. It's the way he played. So they're like, at least Lynch is all in the way they're. And it's, it sounds like if they could give Brock Purdy a million, like a hundred, four hundred million dollars or whatever it would take, they might. Right. Fortunately, they can't. What do you think of that? Mm, it's, I think I wouldn't say jumping the gun yet um, because, again, the difference between what Jimmy did versus what Brock did is one was on a playoff team. The other one was on a very, 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 very dumpster fire team against poor opponents. 
And the difference between the two is like night and day. I mean, the fact that – and Purdy was a rookie. He was a rookie who had took very no no reps, no live team reps like that. So you're going into the situation where you very have any synchronization. You're not getting reps. You went out there with the weight of a playoff team, and you reeled off this many wins. But most of all, you actually factored into those wins and played well and uplifted the offense. So that's why it's like I don't think it's the same thing uh, in that sense. The only correlation is like limited side size. And then he now he's taken over. And I do agree. Like, I think he could, he could, he probably will end up getting figured out next year because number one, there's tape on him right now. There's a mm-hmm. whole offseason people are gonna figure out. Number two, mm-hmm. he's not getting better. He's not spending this offseason to get better. He's spending this offseason to get back to where he was. So all the same miscues, all the same flaws that people are gonna spot in those eight games that he played, they're gonna probably most likely come to light and people are gonna key in on that. So that's why I have also him. I wrote when I wrote last month about players who could probably find themselves on a downward slope this upcoming year. I have mm-hmm. Purdy as one of them because of that exact same reason. He's not going to be able to improve himself, and people are going to know what the, what to look for because all this is going to be the men. Plus, is he even going to be close to that? That uh, that that's that's still the thing to be seen with his elbow. So I think in that sense, Niners are jumping the gun because now the guy's injured, and you guys are crowning a guy who's injured. Yeah, we've been down this route before when you yeah. still continuously trying to hammer the door for a guy who's been injured with Jimmy. So that's the similarities mm-hmm. I see in this sense. Mm-hmm. Not so much the 2017, but in that sense, remaining committed to a guy who's injured. But I guess in this sense, they're hoping, you know, it's a fluke or worse comes to worse. That's why we have Trey and Darnold to hopefully get us over. I feel like John and, and Kyle think of the quarterback position differently. I think John is all in with with, with Brock. The way he talked, like the way he played, he's special. Like. Kyle is much more like, I think he's like, I don't really care who my quarterback is, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're totally replaceable. I, if Brock can do it, then and Sam can do it. I think that's, I think that's his attitude. If, dude, if Brock can do it, then freaking Sam can do it. And if Trey can't do it, then he's trash. I think that's the way Kyle Shanahan looks at it. I don't think he's, I think John's the one who's hot and heavy to like declare a guy a, 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 a special guy. I don't know why, but it's like they want to project. They want to say, oh, we've seen it. And they, they keep doing it. It was like, we saw five games of Jimmy Garoppolo. We're so smart and, and perceptive. We can, we can see the future. We saw one season of Trey Lance at North Dakota State. We're so smart and perceptive. We can see the future. We saw eight games of Brock Purdy. He's like, guys, 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 you keep making the same mistake. Like, you don't have to project the future. You can just let it play out. In retrospect with Jimmy, they could have franchise tagged him. If they had done that, just for the sake of, let's, let's buy some time and some evidence. Buy time, evidence, all that. So we don't have to make a decision based on a projection based off very little evidence. They didn't do that. They never do that. So that's a problem. It's I can't predict the future. Neither, neither can they. Not off a limited sample size. I'd get a case if you're like, okay, we have all this data. It's enough. It's like, okay, he played three years. Like, I get you. I see what yeah. you, I see where your heart's at. And if you fail, it'd be like, okay, it makes sense. But on yeah. a limited sample size, like I have people in my family who's just like, oh, I saw something one or twice. So I think that's what I'm like, what? <laughs> Come on, yeah, I'm a, exactly. I, I'm, exactly. I personally, I'm always like a, someone who I need like adequate data to mounts. That's almost that's why I was like, if it wasn't for this field, I was gonna be a stats major, statistics major. I love the numbers and just like law of mm-hmm. large numbers, just like getting all that probability at. Maybe that's why I like craps. But I'd say, but they do the same thing. Not even just with those players you mentioned, Jimmy Brock, Trey. They do that with youngsters on the defense. It's like, oh, Samuel yeah. Womack, one bad stretch against the Bears, pull him, Jimmy, get back yeah. in there, Ward. Yeah, it's like, what do you, what? Yeah. So yeah. when, when, why does one bad thing define these players? Why does one where whether it one one good stretch one good or bad one good or bad like 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 five game stretch for Jimmy Garoppolo gets him a seven year like a six year tenure with the 49ers like 
all based off that one stretch, which is like Imagine Felix. if I was a baseball manager. Yeah. My sure. God. He's like, oh, my God. He got shelled in one at bat. Pull. Relief pitcher. Yeah. Like, what? True. What are you doing? Very reactive. Extremely reactive. And Extremely. caught in the moment. But that's yeah. also a typical thing for most head coaches, too, right? Is that they're so they're so irrational in that way. They're so impulsive. And it's like they can't – they always got the binoculars on, the telescope vision. They don't really see everything past – they don't see the whole forest with the trees. They just see, like, the singular food tree. That That's just always their thing. They don't project. Oh. Also, like a developing a quarterback isn't like instant grits. Like it takes time and it's not and it's a little bit of a process. And you got to be committed to it. And the Niners are not committed to that process. No. They want a quarterback. He to, to be the quarterback of the Niners, you have to have instant success. And if you don't, you're out. Dude, so many Hall of Fame quarterbacks didn't have instant success. So many of them. I mean, it takes time for a lot of guys and the Niners aren't committed to it. So they're always going to be searching for the next Kirk Cousins. You know what I'm saying? Since we're on this topic, it's the same thing with the Jimmy, right? Like they after five games, they saw like, wow, okay, that's enough for us. And it's like it's 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 rather going that route of something we know we can build upon versus I'd rather try to get something new and figure it out all over again. It's like, no, it's like it's almost being lazy. It's being yeah, lazy in a sense. Like yeah. I I have this cheat sheet right here. I already know some of the answers. I'd rather I'd rather know some of the answers than restudy a new book and a new test, which is as this this year is Trey Lance. I'd, yeah. r- I'd rather hey, have Jimmy, all with Jimmy, we well, during the five game win streak, we saw like he was not Brett Favre. Like he was a modest quarterback. They were winning with field goals and stuff. But what it was like, okay, they're winning, and he needs no development. He's fully developed. And the Niners are like, that's all we. That's all we want. I mean, he did not look like a top five quarterback or like the next Joe Montana. But they won, and. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't need any freaking development. So that, and that's what the Niners want. That, that's what Kirk Cousins was going to be. This is why I go back to the side-by-side comparison. It's like, it's like what, the fact that he played after all those mediocre quarterbacks, it props him up more. It's not just the fans who fell in love with Jimmy because they were stranded in the desert and Jimmy was that fresh glass of water that really just got him. It's, it's the fact that what they saw and then with him after, it's like, wow, that's what's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. supposed to look like that, but you can still do better. But again, yeah. when you get the side by side, it's like, yeah. you know, it's it, it props them up more than what you should be. Yeah. And again, it's like I, I'd rather have already like some of the uh, 25, the truth, 30% man. done of the work than redo all that 30 percent work. Go back to square one with Trey Lance. I'd rather have I'd rather have, you know, baseball terms again. I'd rather have be on second base with with uh, Brock yeah. Purdy than be stuck back at home with Trey Lance. It's, 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 it's yeah, where you're at. Jimmy, Jimmy looked like a franchise quarterback in comparison to CJ <laughs> Beathard and Brian Hoyer. Yes. And Brock Port- Purdy looked like a franchise qu- quarterback in comparison to Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. But these are all very low bars. They, you know it, what I'm saying? It is. Yep. And it's like, well, then Trey Lance, what does that make Trey Lance? It makes Trey Lance a project that we all knew. And he was never going to be setting the world on fire right away. And if you thought he would, then you're so stupid for drafting him. Mm-hmm. Dark Halo two times says BP is their plan at quarterback because of injury. It's flimsy. That's a good point. The Niners plans are meaningless because... They're not rooted in reality. What's rooted in reality is the eventual injuries that creep up. So we'll see what they how they react when those happen. Henry Como says, I hate this for Trey, but do you trade Trey with Danny Gray to get a first round pick? You I don't think you would get a first you ain't getting a first round pick. Sorry. BNAN O'Harris says life is crazy like that. Sometimes my bad folks. <laughs> I don't get it. I, don't I get think it. he's the one that said the uh <laughs> the the Sam Darnold comment. <laughs> All right. This was a little uh a little nugget I learned. At the owners' meetings, I think Kyle said it. These, these Cabo trips, 
get me because you've created a click on the team, you know, the rich in crowd on the team. And when it happened, people were like, oh, you know, it's an organic thing. They just all happen to go to the same place to vacation. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with people liking to go to Cabo at the same time. It's not a nefarious plan to split the team. Well, that's was a reasonable thing to think until Kyle Shanahan said that Jed York organizes the Cabo trip. The owner of the team organizes the Cabo trip. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know who sends out the little invitations, but if I were Brandon Ayuk and I didn't get one, I'd be thinking, damn, Jed York didn't invite me to Cabo. Does that mean I'm not getting extended? I mean, honestly, the owner, I thought it was Kyle. The owner is, is, is creating the Cabo click. That's a problem to me. What do you think? Um, yes, yeah, like that's kind of groundbreaking a little bit. I always thought because Kyle, I mean, Kyle's been saying, like, oh, I love Cobb, I'm going there for years, and I thought the players just followed him, and then Kyle was one that invited him. Like, uh, right, I, I can already right. imagine, like, you're going past the hall, it's like on a random day, and it's like, Kyle, what's up with Cabo? It was like, you down, come through, it's all good, yeah, exactly, Kyle, yeah, something like that. But yeah, Jed, maybe that's how it started, and then Jed's like, oh my god, I'm trying to do something. I want to come, him, can him, I come? He invited himself. <laughs> My tree, I'm ready, so. <laughs> so, but, but, but I think I, honestly, like, I yeah, kind of played out because Jed's like Jed's so trying to rewrite the wrongs in the past and trying to really create unity and make sure there's no divide or split in the locker room. You know, he kind of a little bit is kind of doing that. Mm. Um, it's pretty much all right, cool. On my dime, it's good. I want every, I'm on my head coach. I want my core players to be like pretty much like you know, united. So I could see that being a huge case. So let's let's run it down though. Who, who's the Official Cabo click. It's obviously Chris McCaffrey, George Kittle, Kyle Yuschek, Trent Williams, Nick Debo Bosa. Samuel. Nick Bosa doesn't go though. Nick Bosa doesn't it's go. offensive. It's offensive guys. It's the six offensive guys. It's Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Yuschek, George Kittle, Debo Samuel. It's 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 the five. It's the five. It's the it's the weapons minus Ayuk plus Trent Williams minus the quarterback because Jimmy's never gone. No quarterback. Quarterback's not allowed. I'm just saying, if Jed York was organizing it, everyone should be invited. Everyone should be there. All expenses paid. He's over there being like, oh, I'll pay a million dollars to stay on the road. Okay. You organize a Cabo, pay $2 million for team bonding. Do it. Uh, maybe you know some players saying? are like, nah, I'm, I'm cool off Cabo. Because Cabo's kind of... That's an expensive trip. Yeah, it's expensive as hell. It's expensive as hell. A lot of these guys don't make that much money. You know what I mean? I get, I, you, 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 you keep 50% of your essentially 50% of your check. You know, you don't know how long you're going to be in the NFL. You can't just be going to Cabo if you don't have that that mega deal. You, I mean, you got to be, you got to have a money manager. They won't, they wouldn't recommend going to Cabo. They'd say, mm, don't. I can't believe Fred Warner doesn't catch an invite have at you, least. Is Fred Warner there? He might have gone once. Is Fred Warner there? It seems like he would be in the I, Cabo. I don't think consistently. Yeah, I mean, you play defense. I could have sworn I've seen him one time, but uh, maybe that's just in he my head. He seems like he's definitely part of the Cabo clique. At least, they like they would do FaceTime calls with him if he wasn't there. Hey, it's Fred. Hey, what's up? <laughs> well, I mean, all Fred right. Speaking of, has been sticking ahead. around here, right? He's been sticking around here this this year. He was there for when all he's the from, guys. He's guys from San Diego. It's probably he could probably you know get like a he probably knows the flight to Cabo. Cabo and it's like, ah, it's whatever. I've never been to Cabo. It's like Cabo is basically for Americans to go visit to Cabo and, and Cancun. What I liked about Mexico City is how much it wasn't for Americans. I was walking around like a white, like a white guy, like, oh, they're going to speak English around here. Everyone's like, dude, 
we're in Mexico. I was like, oh, but they didn't say it in oh, English. Mexico, Mexico. Yeah, I was like, okay, 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 okay. I'll see you. I'll see you. All right. Last topic. So Brandon Ayuk, not in the Cabo click. Good player, due for an extension, probably could get 20 plus million dollars a year. The Niners just let Mike McGlinchey go because they said they didn't want to spend big on two offensive tackles. Well, Ayuk's going to get more money than Mike McGlinchey, and they already are spending big time on Debo Samuel. Do you think the Niners are prepared to spend big time on two wide receivers in the future? Or are they going to ride this out with Brandon Ayuk on his rookie deal and trade him? Yeah, I think if they were to let Brandon Ayuk go by the trader free agency, I think they'd actually believe that they hated to lose Ayuk and not Mike McGlinchey. You, you caught that little nugget? <laughs> we hated to lose Mike McGlinchey. And it's like, okay, Kyle. Um, no, when they say that, it's like, we really don't care. Colton McKivitz is the same guy. <laughs> but did you notice that's the, that's the philosophy they said, too? It's like, that's that's not what we believe in. Then we got to take away people that touch the ball, put pressure. I was like, okay, wow. So that's why that's why you got Brock Prater. You're not a big investor in offensive line. Okay. Um, anyway. Right, that's what he said, right? So if we're going to have two book it, two high-priced offensive tackles, that means you got to take away someone who touches the ball or sacks the quarterback. That tells you right there his, his philosophy. Uh, sacking the quarterback is more important than protecting the quarterback, apparently, which really tells you everything about the 49ers. You don't right believe there. in it. That's what he said, bar for bar. That's literally what he said. Yeah, bar for bar, word for word. It is the Niners' responsibility to build a team that can sack the quarterback, but in terms of protecting the quarterback, buddy, you're on your own. That is your job. I saw that. I was like, wow, that's, that's a level quote, Kyle. Anyways, um, is yeah, a trade what? in the future? I don't think uh, they better not. If they're if you're gonna choose between two wide receivers, it better be Ayuk because his game's more sustainable. His I think they want to bring back Ayuk. I think they knew they I don't think they wanted to bring back McGlinchey. I think they were like being nice, but you're so expensive, you're so good, we can't afford you. They were like, dude, Colton McKivis could do his job for like one million dollars. Let's get rid of him. But with Ayuk, I think they want him, but at, at their price. And there's going to be like some serious haggling because you already see he's posturing, you know, 1K on a team as a fourth option and run first. They're going to be like, dude, no Pro Bowls. Like, we're not giving you $20 million a year. It's good. I, I, it could get a little awkward, but we'll see what happens. Maybe he maybe he balls out this year and goes to the Pro Bowl. Well, maybe he goes to all Pro. Really figure out an extension until after the season. So, and given the way his trajectory is going, I'd bet his numbers slightly improve. But then again, it's like who's playing quarterback? How's that going to look? But I don't know. He he did fine when throughout the quarterback shuffle last year. Um, so I, I could see his numbers tiptoeing higher. But Kyle's but Kyle com- controls that, right? Like he yeah. can only do so much. You got to call his number. And I mean, like the thing with Ayuk yeah. is they never go to him in critical moments. He doesn't have a signature play in his career other than you know, hurtling that defender in a game that didn't matter. And that's not his fault. It's not like they go to him when it matters and he drops the ball. It's just Kyle goes to other guys. Yeah, his best game was well against the Raiders and then Kyle like kind of poo-poo. Yeah, on those gotta have it plays is Kittle and Jennings, man. Or or McCaffrey. This is why I think like, you know, same thing with like Trey and like how the status is with Trey. It's like, damn, how did everything change after one season? It's like things changed very fast and drastic in the NFL. So I think after the season, we could see things change where we're going to see the value and the importance of Ayuk increases. And I think at that point, it's going to be like, wow, his is more sustainable. I, I'm expecting another, like, whatever season from Debo Samuel is going to have, like, again, this, the, the five five highlight plays that are literally just his five of the year where he's just a threat again because I don't think he's worth a damn as an actual wide receiver. Um, and I think that's where it's going to be like, wow, the impact of Ayuk is actually a thing. And whose contract's coming up around there? Maybe – 
who are older players that are coming up in the core? Kittle, I, would they get rid of Kittle? I don't, I can't see that. Mm. Um, but that's someone to put on the table. I, I just think if it's really like, if it's really a thing, like you can't hold on to two receivers, you, you got to get rid of Debo because Debo's game is going to, even if you want to keep doing it this way, his game is going to be like, you know, dead in the water in the next two to three years where Ayuk stays up for like another eight. He's got route running. That's something that's sustainable even if you lose speed. Yeah. Well, look, I, I think I think a, a better way to build a, a roster is to invest in offensive line and quarterback. The yeah. Kyle's the opposite. He doesn't want to invest in quarterback, offensive line. He wants to invest in running backs and wide receivers and tight ends. Okay. Well, if that's what you want to do, then Brandon Ayuk is consistent. He hasn't missed a game in two years. Um, I just interesting. Like, is Kyle going to try to suppress his market value by you know not calling his number in the red zone you know like right. you can do little stuff like that uh or will Kyle Shane didn't get him paid I mean he got Brandon Ayuk paid excuse me he got Debo Samuel paid like next year what if Brandon Ayuk has an all-pro year and then waltzes into the negotiation with Prague like what are you gonna say now bud that could happen and then and, and in which case he might Brandon Ayuk might give a little hat tip to Kyle Shane for setting him up because Kyle Shane has gotten a lot of guys paid like wh- wh- why did Debo and Kittle go to Cabo because why can they afford to go to Cabo because of Kyle, right? <clears throat> Would they be rich without Kyle? I don't know. I don't know. Especially, George Kittle? Because Debo's more of a Debo? special. was a fit. Yeah, Kittle was a fifth-round pick, too. I mean, would he have even gotten the opportunities? I don't know. No. I don't know. But it, it, anyway. it's funny when you think about these, these two things. Number one, Brian Ayuk's probably the third best. No, he is the third best wide receiver in that draft class he was in. And imagine that it was like CD, Judy, and then, yeah, the guy who's in jail now. T. Um, Higgins? Oh no, but they, T. Higgins, he's pretty good. But I'm, he, he got t- he got picked after Ayuk. Yeah, he got picked after. Okay, you're right. Yeah, maybe I think at this point was maybe Jalen Rieger probably better. Jalen Rieger, Justin Jefferson. Jalen Rieger, I think it was people before him. So it was Justin Jefferson. The right? Eagles, <laughs> Eagles, Eagles. It's like Jalen Rieger. But it, and then you think of that. Okay, so Ayuk's third or fourth best receiver in that draft. That's T. Higgins. Then um, you think of it. And it's like, wow, the second point is the Niners, Ayuk's their second best first round pick that they've taken. Nick Bosa, duh. Okay, easy to do. Ayuk's second? Because after this, okay, you're whiffing on Trey so far. Mm-hmm. Michael Clinchy was whiffed. Kinlaw, yeah, he's he's probably gone after this year. Um, who else is this? Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas and Ruben Foster. How'd that turn out? It's been terrible. These guys suck in the first round. Yeah. No wonder they just give away all their first round picks now. It's like, you know what? We can't. We're terrible at this. Just start trading down. Just start trading down every year. Just do that. Or just trade your your, your picks for proven players. So if that's the case, is it an ownership issue? The Cabo clicks as Tyler Caressley. It seems like it. It seems like Jed has created this family of inner circle. I, I feel like Kyle and John make Jed feel cool. Like, Jed's never been cool in his life. You know what I'm saying? He's not. Even when in, in school, he probably was the rich kid who wasn't cool. Now, like, John and Kyle, like, invite him to stuff, and they, like, let him. F- and Jed's like, hey, are we going to Cabo? Hey, you guys want to go out to dinner? And they're like, yeah, we can, yeah. We can do that. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Remember they, he had that dinner party a few years ago, and Jed was, like, tweeting about it, and they were like, yeah. Can you not tell people we're at your house, man? Like, <laughs> He's probably putting it on the Niners the Niners company car too, because it's like, all right, you know, the, the way you say he feels cool. I think he also likes that he's making the Niners feel rich because even though they're not winning Super Bowls, they've been to one. They're, they're hella marketable because they keep winning. So it's like the Niners are printing cash right now. They're pretty. So it's like, okay, Niners company car. It's easy. 
What's what's a million dollars? I mean, you guys earn me like a hundred mil when you're when you're winning games and all this stuff. Da, 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 da. So it's like <laughs> it's nothing to him. Business expense, team tip bonding. Hey, if that's the case, then invite all the players and pay for it. Manny Fresh says I missed Papa Cone yesterday. Needed it need it twice a week. That's the thing about Papa Cone, though. You gotta you you gotta you can't miss it. He's only once a week. Madness the menace says if Trey starts and stays, I like when people uh, capitalize the first letter of every word in the sentence because that lets you know that they're not messing around. I'm going to read it with the, with the emphasis that he wrote it. If Trey starts and stays healthy, he could possibly make B.A. look good. And he could get paid because I could see B.A. as a deep threat just like Danny Gray. I agree. How do you feel about that? You're saying it like he put it in all caps. That's true. Caps. How would you do it? That's <laughs> true. I know. It's true. He wrote it like a headline. But you're right. Um, <laughs> he could that's why I think. As a deep threat, I, 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 I don't know about. I wonder threat. if if BA like how he feels about the whole quarterback thing, how he feels about the Niners acting like uh, Brock Purdy's a savior and Trey Lance is a disappointment. Like, I'd love to know because he just keeps his mouth shut. George Kittle's over there being like Brock Purdy's greatest, Trey Lance is like Brandon Ayuk's just sitting there like. So I'd love to know. I really would love to see, and I don't know if it's gonna happen. I probably bet against it that Trey, if he gets, if he does make it the regular season as a starter and plays like the first four games and plays really well, plays really damn well. And I was like, wow, see what happens is if George Kittle and all those other guys have anything nice to say about him, like not just the not just the typical like, oh, great game, hell of a game by Trey, but like if they actually just gloat about it and they actually just prop him up higher than what it is supposed to be, like they did for other people. That's why. That's why I think it gets interesting. What happens if he does get those four games and more and plays great? I would love to see that. Official BNA Music eighty eight says Jed paying for friends shaking my damn head. Come on, bro, pay for booty like a real adult. <laughs> what the f- Here on the All Fortnite Show, we do not condone tricking. Okay, because it ain't tricking if you got it, but none of us got it like that. Okay, so no, no tricking. <laughs> pay for friends. <laughs> Wow. Hey, can I come? Do you remember? I, I was a. I have an older brother. He's twelve years older than me. So he was in college when I was six. So on the weekends, I was always trying to make plans. But sometimes I would invite myself over to friends. I was that desperate. Hey, man, what are you doing? You want to hang out? Can I come over? They'd be like, get that one on. It's like, man, I grew out of that. Thankfully, by about mm, ten. Jed's still doing it. Hey, we going to Cabo? You want to go to Cabo? <sighs> you buy it? You buy it? Yeah, I guess. That's fine. Anyway, um, thanks for watching. I'm going to be back in 23 minutes with uh, Rob Stats Guerrero. It's going to be simulcasted on his channel, my channel. So if you want more Niners talk, we're here, baby. Yeah, it's a new feature. That's Check lit. it out. I think it's lit. Good show. See you later. <laughs>